You are now listening to the Bayshore Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God, connect to people, and to serve the community. Thank you for joining us today and wherever you are listening. We hope that this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Our prayer is that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, Bayshore. Good to see everybody. What a great worship time we had today. Wasn't that incredible? Great worship time today. Let's give our band a hand. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Pastor Danny. If you're uh, new here, we're so glad that you're with us today. And if you're here for the first time today, you picked a great time to come because we're starting a brand new series today called Whisper, How to Hear God's Voice. And uh, we're just so glad that you're here today for today's service. And I want to say hello to our Fenwick Island campus that's with us right now live. Let's give our Fenwick Island hand, uh, campus a big hand. <clears throat> And also meeting in Rehoboth right now is our Rehoboth campus and then also our online family as well. So if you're watching online today, we're so grateful that you're with us today. And please let us know where you're listening from and let us know who you are. And we're just honored to have you with us today. So uh, as I mentioned, we're starting this new series today called Whisper, How to Hear the Voice of God. And uh, this week I decided I wanted to talk about for the next four weeks about how we can hear the Lord, how we can have a better understanding of how to hear the voice of God in our life. And so I was looking for some branding, what to name this series, and I came across a book by Mark Batterson called Whisper, How to Hear the Voice of God. So I got the book and started reading uh, the book. It's a really good book. So some of the stuff I'll be talking about will be coming from Mark's uh, book there. And Mark Batterson is a great writer. Karen and I uh, and some of our staff had the privilege of meeting Mark a few years ago. We went up to Washington, D.C. and uh, met with him before we started our Rehoboth campus to learn a little bit about church planning. But a great writer. And if you read Circle Maker or In a, a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day, which is my favorite Batterson book, Uh, They're all good books. But today, we're going to be talking about how to hear the voice of God, how to hear God's voice. And uh, I believe it's essential that we know how to hear the voice of God in order for us to live our fullest Christian life. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, the President of the United States uh, has the capacity at any time to send every one of us that has a cell phone a text message. Uh, There was a system put in place. It goes back to Hurricane Katrina when uh, President George Bush at that time was very frustrated with FEMA not being able to communicate with people about what was going on. So they set up this thing called the Wireless Emergency Alert System. The Wireless Emergency Alert System. If you've ever got an amber alert on your phone or if you've got a weather warning on your phone, it comes from that system. But buried into that uh, uh, emergency system that's been set up, the President of the United States at any moment can send you a text message to let you know something that you need to know, like aliens are invading the country or something's going on, a big, big thing. Here's a little caveat to that, however, but if you are on the phone at the time, that message will not come through until you get off the phone. So anyhow, that's an interesting thing when I think about the president of the United States having the capacity to communicate with all of us at any moment. And I think about how, you know, that doesn't happen. I haven't gotten a text, personal text from the president recently, you know, wishing me happy birthday or anything. But one of the things I do know is that our God, the God that we serve, has the capacity and also the willingness 
to communicate to us with us frequently. And uh, God cares very much about communicating with us, hearing the voice of God, hearing the voice of God, a very important part of our Christian journey. So a couple things to get us started today. Uh, we should be eager we should be eager to hear the voice of God. Everybody that is a Christian, a Christ follower, one of the things that you should have in your, in your heart is a willingness and a desire to hear the voice of God. Of course, we want to read the Bible regularly, and we want to read Scripture, we want to pray, but we want that to be enlivened where we hear the Lord speaking to us. And here's what it says in the a book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 10, this little boy named Samuel that was trying to hear the voice of God. In fact, he's living in the tabernacle with uh, the priest uh, Eli, and the Lord speaks to him three times, speaks to him. And he doesn't know it's the Lord speaking. And the Lord is very patient teaching him how to hear the voice of God. And when you think about learning to hear God's voice, God is, God is very patient because there's a learning process and how to hear God speak to us. And it's something that we learn by trial and error. And uh, here's what little Samuel said after Eli had said, I think the Lord's speaking to you. And the next time he speaks to you, I want you to say this. And it says in 1 Samuel 3, verse 10, The Lord came and stood there, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Which is a, when you see the words, uh, your name repeated twice, it's a, it's a sign of endearment, how much God loves us. And he said, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. So he said, speak for your servant is listening. And so everybody, as we go through this series, one of the things we want to be praying is, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. And for the next four weeks, we're going to be praying that as you cry out for the Lord to speak to you, that you're going to hear the Lord speak to you in a fresh way. And Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. The second thing is the more you hear God's voice, the more you'll want to hear God's voice. There's nothing more delightful in life than hearing God speak to you and having him gently speak to you and give you a word that you need uh, as you go through your life. And I just think it's so, so important. Here's what, uh, here's what uh, 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 Henry Nowen said. He said, every time you listen with great attentiveness to the voice that calls you beloved, you will discover within yourself a desire to hear that voice longer and more deeply. So the more you hear the Lord, the more the Lord speaks to you. As you learn, like little Samuel, Lord, speak to me for your servants listening. As you go through that trial and error, as you begin to learn to hear God, when you begin to hear the Lord speak to you, it's like addictive. You want to hear the Lord speak to you more and more. And that's an incredible thing. So we need to desire to hear the Lord's voice. We need to recognize that the more we hear God's voice, we want to hear it more and more. And then uh, thirdly, uh, God wants to direct our lives through gentle guidance. God wants to direct our lives through gentle guidance. We need, to, we need to, the Lord to help us make decisions. I don't know if you have trouble making decisions, uh, but, you know, there's a lot of decisions that you have to make in life. You have to decide. I remember when our kids were uh, getting to school age, uh, when we were, you know, young and raising our kids, trying to figure out what school we're supposed to send our kids to. Are we supposed to send them to public school, Christian school? We're supposed to homeschool them. Are we supposed to just turn them loose in the woods and let them fend for themselves? 
What are we supposed to do? And what school are we supposed to send our kids to? And I remember just what we went through that process. And uh, there's so many decisions like that in life where you have to decide, you know, what is the right thing to do? I read this article about millennials, that millennials are having trouble making decisions. And uh, there's this, uh, this psychotherapist named Tess Brigham, and she specializes in counseling millennials. And millennials that are age 23 to 38 are constantly coming to her practice. And she said the number one thing that millennials are struggling with is how to make choices, how to decide what choices to make. And what they're struggling with is they have so many options that they don't know what to do. And when they go through a decision-making process, a lot of times they look at all these decisions and they feel like they make a poor decision or if they make a good decision, they feel guilty about it. So they're having trouble making decisions. And this this other psychologist by the name of Barry Swartz says that we tend to be uh, unsettled with our decisions with the more options that we have, the more options that we have. Now, I don't know about you, but we got so many options. I don't know if you remember this. Some of you that are older remember the days before cable TV. How remember the days before cable TV? Now, there was a time. Now, those of you that are younger, you're like, you mean there was one time there wasn't cable TV? Yes, there was a time when there wasn't cable TV. And you had like three channels. And you had had this little antenna on the top of your house, had a little motor on it. You had to push a button and the antenna would move around and you'd try to get a good signal to your station. Like three, three channels you could watch you know just a handful of channels now we've got like hundreds of channels and we can't figure out what to watch on tv you know have you ever gone through that you know just you know like men you know they uh women like to watch what's on tv men like to see what else is on tv you know so you're always looking (laughs) and uh other night karen and i were trying to figure out something to watch on tv and uh we couldn't find anything on tv so we went to netflix couldn't find anything on netflix we went to hulu couldn't find anything on hulu we went to amazon prime couldn't find anything on amazon prime and you got all these choices but yet you can't decide what to do or if you go to the grocery store, you know, 40,000 40, items in your average grocery store. And here's the aisle that really gets me. It's the cereal aisle. Do you love the cereal aisle? Do you know that there are 250 different varieties of cereal on the cereal aisle? And you can't decide what cereal to get. So you want to go with Cap'n Crunch. That's the thing to go with right there. <laughs> so a lot of choices And so when you think about life and hearing God, we need to hear God regarding how to make decisions, how to make decisions. Uh, And I believe the Lord can guide us when you have a big decision to make in life. And I think... When you come to a crossroads in life and you don't know what to do and you don't know what big decision to make, should you retire, should you move, Uh, should you change jobs, should you have more children, all those mega decisions in life, I believe the Lord can help us and give us some guidance in and give us some direction in. Um, Yesterday I was up to Lowe's and I came out of Lowe's, I was getting some, uh, some tools, I'm hanging stuff in my new pole barn and having a big time doing that, I had to go get some tools, and so I was up to Lowe's, and I came out, I was so focused on this particular screwdriver that I thought I needed, and I tried to find it, and when I came out, I couldn't remember where my truck was. Does that ever happen to you? 
And I'm walking around, and I'm trying to find where my truck is. And I'm looking and looking and looking. And, I mean, I'm like back and forth in the parking lot. I couldn't find my truck. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And this guy saw me. He said, you lost your truck, didn't you? You lost your truck, didn't you? And uh, I don't know why he knew I had a truck. I just I looked like a truck guy. You know what I mean? And he said, uh, you lost your truck, didn't you? I said, yeah, I feel so stupid. He said, don't feel stupid. We all lose our, it's happened to me all the time. Have you tried your key fob? I said, there's a thought. So I took my little key fob and hit the button and the car started blinking, the truck started blinking, and I found my car. And so when you think about decisions, you know, God can give us the messages that we need when we need direction. Now, here's a couple of scriptures that I think you're going to enjoy that speak to that. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. Whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Wherever you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. I love that verse because it says that when you're trying to figure out, should I go right, should I go left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. God wants to give us guidance. He wants to give us direction. Psalm 32, verse 8 through 9, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. And so God doesn't want us to be like coerced into doing the right thing. He wants us to, to be very careful to listen to him. And he said, I will instruct you. I will teach you. And I will counsel you in the way, in the way you should go. So when you look at scripture, scripture is affirmative that God wants to give you and me direction in our daily life. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, God speaking to us. And uh, the first thing we need to kind of say about that is, you know, people think, uh, you know, for God to speak to you, that's a little bit of a, that's, that's a little, you know, that's a little far out there. Uh, you know, uh, we don't have any trouble with people uh, saying they talk to God. That's not an issue. But when people say God talks to them, then that becomes an issue. So we're all good in America and the Western world. We're okay with, with us talking to God. In fact, I read this this week um, uh, about this article, Talking to God, an Intimate Look at the Way We Pray. This was on the front of Newsweek magazine. And the main article was devoted to some sociological studies of the practice of prayer undertaken in the United States. This week... This week, more of us will pray than will go to work or exercise or have sexual relations. 78% of all Americans pray at least once a week. More than 57% report praying at least once a day. Even among 13% of the Americans who are atheists and or agnostics, nearly one in five pray every day. So how many prayed this week? You spent some time praying this week. So we are good with that. We're good with talking to God. The vertical communication of us talking to God, we're all good with that. But when we talk about God talking to us, 
then it gets a little weird. Lily Tomlin, the great comedian, one of my favorite comedians of all time, Lily Tomlin says, why is it that when we speak to God, we are said to be praying, but when God speaks to us, we are said to be schizophrenic? (laughs) Well, I just want you to know that what I believe is that if you hear the Lord, that hearing the Lord speak to you is not weird. It doesn't mean you're schizophrenic. It just means that we are called by God not only to pray to God, to talk to God, but also to have the Lord speak to us and give us direction in our life. And so throughout the Bible, God is constantly communicating with people. Now, we could, we could take uh, weeks and weeks and weeks and just go through all the people in the Bible that the Lord spoke to. But if you read the Scriptures, you read the Old Testament, you read the New Testament, one of the things that you will discover is that God is constantly communicating with people. People are hearing the Lord. And when we canonize the Scripture, we made the Scripture what it is, we have a tendency to think, okay, the only way God will speak to us is just when we read the Bible. And definitely, when we read the Bible, that's one of the ways that God speaks to us, and we'll talk about that more in the series. But God can speak to us in our spirit. He can communicate with us on a regular basis, and we can hear the Lord speak to us. Now, let me give you an example of somebody that heard the Lord. How about this? Uh, Abraham, in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, and we get some keys about how we hear the Lord here. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 5 says this. The Lord had said to Abraham, go from your country and your people and your father's house to the land that I will show you. So look at verse 1. The Lord had said to Abraham. Uh, Say that with me. The Lord had said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your household to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I will and and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all the people of the earth will be blessed through you. And so verse 4 says, so Abraham went as the Lord had told him. So when you look at Abraham, the Lord spoke to Abraham. The Lord had said to Abraham. So Abraham heard the Lord speak to him. The Lord communicated with Abraham, and, and, and the Lord communicated to Abraham about his future. I will bless you. I will make your name great. So one of the things we need to hear the Lord about in our life is we need to hear the Lord speak about our future. What does the Lord have for our future? Every season of life you go through, you're raising your kids, that's a season your kids grow up and they move out and they, you know, they go to college or they get married, that's a season of your life. You go to your next season of life and you need the Lord to speak to you about every season of your life. If you're coming toward retirement, what are you supposed to do with your life now? How do you make, what decisions, what, what emphasis is your life supposed to have now? So God constantly wants to speak about your future. There's some people listening to me right now, you're at a crossroads, you're at a trans- transitional point in your life and when you get to transitional points in your life there's a a pertinent time where you need to hear the Lord speak to you and give you direction and it says here that God spoke to Abraham and he said this is what I'm going to do in your life Abraham I'm going to bless you I'm going to make you a great nation and he's talking in futuristic terms I will bless you so one of the things that I need to hear the Lord about in my life this season and one of the things that you need to hear the Lord about this season of your life is what does the Lord have for you in this season that you're in and learning to listen to the Lord. I will bless you and I will direct you. I will give you guidance. I remember uh, when uh, 
I was here, uh, you know, when Karen and I first came here, uh, when we were, this actually today is our 40th uh, anniversary here. This is the Sunday I started four year, 40 years ago. So this is a uh, special day for me. I was coming down here and thinking, oh, it was the Sunday before Thanksgiving that, that I started preaching here at Bayshore. And uh, after, uh, you know, a year or so, things weren't going really well. We were having a backdoor revival. I mean, everybody was, like, going and leaving, and, and we were, like, too radical for everybody. And, um, and I remember, you know, just everybody was, had left, and Karen and the kids were thinking about leaving. It was just really bad, you know. So, um, so it was one of those nadir moments in my life. I was at a transitional point. And I could not figure this out. You know, what, am I doing the right thing? And so Karen and I went to this conference in, in Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, we went down there at this uh, Baptist conference center called Ridgecrest. And there was this conference we went to. And we got there late. It started on Monday uh, and uh, Monday night. And so we got there a little late. The services already started. We unpacked, unpacked, un, uh, unpacked our bags, took them to the room. And then we walk into this auditorium. And the auditorium is filled with people, and maybe a couple thousand people there, and we come in the back, and I'm at this nadir moment in my life, I'm feeling low, feeling discouraged, and not hearing anything, you know, from the Lord, and so I go uh, into this auditorium with Karen, I'm holding her hand, and the only place that was open in the whole uh, auditorium was on the second row, so the ushers took us down to the second row, and, and they're singing, and everybody's singing. I'll never forget this. They were singing, Love Lifted Me. Love Lifted Me, that old, old, old song. Anybody remember hearing that song, Love Lifted Me? And so, boy, I was needing some love, needing some love. And I'm walking in there, and we get to the second row, and there's a couple people on the end, and we had to crawl over them, and I got Karen's hand, and, and we got to our seat. And I remember looking up, and when I look up, I heard the Lord speak to me. And I, I heard the Lord say something. And I wasn't like saying, Lord, speak to me. I wasn't like trying to make up something in my mind. It was just out of the blue. I heard the Lord speak to me out of Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And he said, you will reap a harvest if you faint not. You will reap a harvest if you faint not. And I'll never forget that moment. It wasn't audible. Uh, nobody around me heard it, but when I stood there, wasn't looking for anything to happen. I was just getting out of town and just trying to be with my wife and just get inspired in this conference. And out of the blue, this word landed in my heart. You'll reap a harvest if you faint not. If you don't give up, if you keep going, you'll reap a harvest. And 40 years later, we have three campuses and we have online and all of you are here today and God has caused there to be a great harvest here because of a word, because of a word. And God can speak to you about things that you need to hear him speak to you about. And so the Lord spoke to me about my future. So I came back and boy, I was fired up and Karen was fired up and we started, uh, started doing what we're doing. And here's the thing about when you hear a word from the Lord, when God speaks to you, when you hear a word from the Lord, here's what happens. When God speaks to you, it immediately creates confidence in you. It creates confidence in you. And you hear something from the Lord, and you may be a little shaky before that, filled with anxiety, uh, filled with uncertainty, trying to figure out what you're supposed to do, and you're just really unsure on your feet. 
But when God speaks to you, the first thing it does is it creates assurance. It creates confidence. So you can be like a single mom raising your kids and you may not have enough money and everything's happening around you and you got all this stuff going on and the Lord gives you a word. He speaks something to you that just comes from his Holy Spirit to your heart. And the translation of that word gives you confidence. If your business is struggling, if you know, if you have to make a decision about your business, you're trying to figure that out, the most important thing you can do is to hear the Lord speak to you. And when he speaks to you, it gives you confidence. So one of the the first fruits of a word from the Lord is it produces confidence in your life. It says in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, verse 1, that faith is the substance, it's the assurance of things not seen, and of things hoped for. So it gives you assurance. So say this with me. A word from the Lord produces assurance. Uh, a word from the Lord produces assurance. So very important thing there. So Abraham heard the Lord, and it says the Lord uh, had said to Abraham, uh, go to the land that I will show you. Now here's another thing about how God speaks to you. Uh, and how he speaks to all of us. God often speaks to us in incomplete sentences. He often speaks to us in incomplete sentences. The Lord had said to Abraham, go to a land that I will show you. Now, here's the thing about this word that Abraham got. It was an incomplete sentence because God said, I don't want you here in the land of the Ur of the Chaldeans, but I'm going to take you to a different land, but God didn't show him the land he was going to go to. And here's the thing about God. If, If the Lord... Uh, if you're going to hear the Lord on a consistent basis, you can never say, Lord, when you unfold the whole plan, I'll move out. When you unfold, you show me everything, how it's going to work out for the next five years, then I'll start moving. Now, the Bible says that the Lord said, I'm going to bless you, and I want you to go to a land, undisclosed land, that I will show you. An undisclosed land that I will show you. So God wants us to move out on the fragment of what he says to us. So if it, you know, sometimes the Lord just gives you a, a word, a message of something that you're supposed to do that is, is just part of the journey. And you have to begin to move out on that and, and go with that as, as the Lord speaks to you. Very, very important thing there. So, uh, and so the, it says, here's what it says in Hebrews. Hebrews 11, uh, verse 8. By faith... By faith, where does faith come from? Faith comes from a word that God gives you, God speaks to you. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive his inheritance, obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. Even though he did not know where he was going. So God directs people. And here's the thing, people that don't hear the Lord, are people that refuse to move on the little bit that God gives them. But when God gives you a fragment, you know, God said to Abraham, I want you to leave Ur the Chaldeans, leave your land where you are, and go to a land that I will show you. Abraham began to move with what the Lord had said to him. You know, if you ever tried to steer a parked car, you can't steer a parked car. Uh, a car has to be moving for the steering mechanism to work. 
And for us to hear the Lord, we have to begin to obey, begin to move out. And as we begin to move out, God gives us direction as we're moving. And so that's an important, important principle there that we need to, to listen to. So that's an important thing. So uh, first of all, God spoke to Abraham, and he spoke about his future. And then Abraham moved out on the little bit of the word that God gave him. And that's an important, important principle. So uh, God gave him, God gave uh, him partial direction, and didn't give him the full thing. And often God speaks to us in incomplete sentences. So say this with me: Move on the insight that you have. So listening to the Lord, listening to the Lord involves being under His lordship. Lord, speak for your servant is listening. I will do whatever you tell me to do. People that have that kind of position of their heart, those are the people that God speaks to. And we can, God just leads us and, and directs us. Uh, I don't know if anybody watched the Adele concert last Sunday night. Anybody watch the Adele concert last Sunday night? Nobody? Anybody? Raise your hand. If you're not ashamed, just raise your hand if you watch the Adele concert. Uh, Karen thought it would be a good idea if we watched that. So we watched the Adele concert, and that lady sings some sad songs, doesn't she? She sings some sad songs. She is just so sad. And, but boy, can she sing. I mean, just amazing. So we were watching the Adele concert, and, and I said to Karen, have you had enough yet? But she wanted to watch the whole thing. So, <laughs> But in the Adele concert, there was this, uh, there was this scene where this couple, uh, I think it was uh, this guy that, that had wanted to propose to this girl that he was in love with. And they were riding around Los Angeles, and he put... He put uh, he put a blindfold on her, and he put earphones on her so she couldn't hear. And, and they'd been seeing each other and dating for a while, and she just got a new job, and he was in love with her. And so uh, he set up this thing with Adele where he's going to lead her blindfolded, going to lead her blindfolded to this place where he's going to get down on a knee and propose to her. And so you see her at the Adele concert. Adele kind of goes into the shadows, and then... Um, he, this guy, he leads his, his, uh, his sweetheart in front of the stage, and he gets down on his knees, and then she takes her blindfolds off. And, of course, he's telling her how much he loves her, and he proposes to her. And, uh, and then she looks around, and there's Leo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio there, and there's all these movie stars there. And she's, like, freaked out, and she's just... But, you know, the thing was, she, she was willing to follow him as he held her hand... Because she knew how much that he loved her. And you can follow the Lord as he holds your hand. He leads you, directs you, guides you. And you can follow him even though he's not unfolding the whole plan for you. Because he wants you to just follow him because he loves you. And just say this with me. I can follow the Lord. I can listen to his voice. Because I know he loves me. So you listen to the Lord in partial sentences. He speaks to us a little bit and we follow him. And so it all goes down to Christ being Lord of our life and the Lord speaks to people that are, uh, that are under his lordship. Now there's a practice in the Old Testament, Exodus chapter 21, this interesting passage where uh, if there was a Hebrew that was a slave... And the Hebrew was uh, 
owned by another Hebrew, perhaps in Hebrew, you know, this Hebrew got in uh, and dead and had to sell himself into slavery to a fellow Hebrew, that the law was you can only keep that Hebrew, Hebrew slave for seven years. Only for seven years could you keep that Hebrew slave. And then after that time, uh, he had, you had to let him go. Unless the Hebrew slave said to you, I, I love you and I love you as my master, and I love my wife that I've acquired since I've been working here, and I love my children, and I don't want to go free. I don't want to go free. I want to be your servant forever. And so what they would do, the tradition was in Exodus chapter 21, it's also in Deuteronomy chapter 16, that they would take that Hebrew slave to the gate of the city, and they would put his ear uh, to the, uh, the, 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 the wall of the city and they would take an awl and they would put a hole in his ear. So every time you saw a person with a hole in their ear, you knew that they were lovingly committed to one master and they had an open ear. So when you think about how am I going to hear the Lord, who does God speak to? God gives an open ear to people that are under the lordship of Jesus. Why would God consistently speak to people that have their own agenda and aren't interested in following his will? God only speaks to people primarily that have an open ear because they're submitted to one master. So when you think about Abraham, he obeyed and he went. Abraham obeyed and he went. He did what his father told him to do. And he was listening to his father. And because he was listening to his father, the Lord constantly was speaking to him, constantly guiding him, constantly directing him. And here's what I believe in this series. I believe in this series that what we're going to experience over the next four weeks is a revival of our ears being opened. That God's going to take us to the city gates and we're going to have a hole in our ear. We're going to in a fresh way, commit to the lordship of Jesus so we can hear the voice of God. And our ears have been closed. We haven't been hearing the Lord. And here's what I believe. I believe that in this time, as we've gone through the craziness of COVID, as we've gone through all the crazy stuff of the culture that we're in, one of the things that we need is we need to be able to hear the Lord. We need to hear the Lord because when you hear the Lord, it gives you peace. One last thing today. Uh, one of the tests about hearing the Lord is, is when you hear the Lord, it, it produces confidence. It gives you confidence. It gives you assurance. Regardless of your circumstances may not change. But when you hear the Lord, you have confidence. Like when I heard the Lord speak to me, you're going to reap a harvest if you don't give up. I came back. Things were just as chaotic as they were before I left. But I had this assurance now. I had this confidence. The second thing about when you hear the Lord, it produces peace in your life. It produces peace. If you are listening to a voice that's making you anxious, it's not the voice of God. The voice of God will never make you anxious. The voice of God will always make you peaceful. So let's put this famous verse of Scripture on the screen before we leave today. Psalm 23, 2. Psalm 23.2, and uh, Psalm 23.2 says, He leads me beside still waters. He leads me beside still waters. Say it with me. He leads me beside still waters. One more time. He leads me 
beside still waters. Now, what's great about that verse? What's interesting? He leads me. He leads me. That's a, that's a phrase of guidance. He leads me. How does God lead me? By quiet waters, by peace, by tranquility. He leads me by uh, calm waters. So if you're, any, any voice you're listening to, and, and listen, don't get me wrong on this. You know, I, I think we should be informed. I think we should, you know, not be ostriches and put our heads in the sand. I think we should be people that are listening and knowing what's going on in the world and all that. And all that's important. But listen, if you're only listening to CNN and Fox News and that's all you hear, if you're listening to that all the time, you're going to be a nervous wreck. If that's the voice you hear, if your voice, the voice that you're hearing, is a voice that is producing anxiety in you, that's not the voice of God. The voice of God will always produce peace in your life. So regardless of what's going on in this world, and there's a lot of stuff going on in this world, how many know we live in a crazy world? If you believe that, say a big amen. amen. It's a crazy world out there. But in a crazy world, you can hear the Lord, and he leads me beside quiet waters. How does God lead me in life with peace? When I hear him, even though there's calamity around, I have peace. Jesus out there on the, on the water, Sea of Galilee, storm. Disciples are freaking out. They're looking at the sea. They're looking at the waves. And Jesus stands up and he says, what does he say? Peace, be still, and it was calm. God always leads by peace. So how do you hear God? You know, one of the things is he leads us beside quiet waters. And so when I'm trying to hear the Lord about something and I'm going through, you know, my life and all the chaos that my life has, it's just like your life, and I have to get on my knees, I have to say, Lord, I need to hear you. And he gives me a little word that lands in my heart and I have confidence and assurance and I have peace and I know he's speaking to me. So if I ever, anybody here ever have anxiety, you don't have to raise your hand. Maybe you're too anxious to raise your hand. I get that, you know. But if you have anxiety, and I have anxiety sometimes, you know, maybe, you know, you can go through that where you have, you're just so much stuff. Um, you know, I don't want to be too self-divulging here, but I got off Facebook about a month ago or so, and I've been liberated. You know, I'm absolutely liberated. There's just too much stuff out there. Too much stuff. And... Uh, <laughs> If you see a post on me from Facebook, it'll come through the church thing. But um, I'm just, I'm like free. You know, somebody told me they did it and they quit twitching. I thought, I'm going to try it because if I can quit twitching, you know. I've been twitching a lot, you know. So like, it's too much stuff. Because I was hearing too many voices. And I was hearing these voices that were producing anxiety in me. But when you hear the voice of God... It does not produce anxiety. It produces peace because he leads us. He speaks to us by quiet or still waters. He brings peace to us. When I was uh, growing up, you know, one of my favorite memories growing up was I played Little League football, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. And uh, I remember those Saturday games out there in Seaford 
beside the central elementary school there in the football field and some of the best memories of my life, some of my best friends I met, you know, on that football field. And I remember, you know, on those Saturday games, uh, I had a blue, I played on the Rams, I had a blue helmet and I was number seven and had my jersey on and I played middle linebacker on defense and I played fullback on offense and I remember all the voices out there, all the voices on the sidelines. And it's Saturday, you know, and the, and the leaves are falling, and it's the, it's the brisk uh, fall air, and I'm playing football, having the time of my life. And I hear all these voices, but I heard one voice on the sideline, and it was a voice of my dad. And I could hear him. His voice pierced all the other voices. And he said, come on, Danny. Come on, Danny, move up there. Quit playing like a girl. Move up there. <laughs> Come on, plug that line. You're doing great, Danny. And I remember hearing that voice, and it inspired me and the chaos that was around me to be my very best self. And you can hear the voice of God in the chaos of your life because he wants you and he wants me to hear him in a way that produces peace and not anxiety. I want you to just lift your hands, the Lord, as we begin this series. I want you to lift your hands and let the Holy Spirit get rid of all the chaos in your life, all the insecurity in your life, all the fear in your life, and all the just the crazy things you can't control. But God loves you. He has a word from you. He has a word for you in this season of your life, and it's going to give you peace. It's going to be your anchor in the storm. And you're not going to be blown everywhere because you're going to have a word from the Lord during this season and during this series. You're going to learn not just to hear the Lord in these next four weeks, but to hear the Lord through the rest of your Christian journey so you could have confidence and peace. And Lord, we thank you for your spirit moving. Your Holy Spirit is moving like a mighty wind over our congregation. You're moving like a mighty wind over the Fenwick Island congregation right now. Your Holy Spirit is moving at this moment. And you're speaking to us, and you're opening our ears. Our ears have been plugged up with wax. And so, Lord, we thank you, regardless of our station in life, that we'll begin to hear you. And your word will make us strong. Your word will make us bold. The righteous are as bold as a lion. The wicked flee when no one's pursuing them. And, Lord, we're not going to be people of paranoia, but we're going to be people that are bold as a lion because you're speaking to us. We thank you for the power of the Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen and amen, amen. If you love the Lord, say a big amen. amen. If you're, I want you just to thank the Lord for speaking to you. Lift up your hand and say, thank you, Lord, for speaking to me during this series. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bayshore Podcast. I want to encourage you to take this message you just received and allow it to go deep into your soul and let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thanks to everyone that gives generously to Bayshore. It's because of you that this ministry is possible, creating life change all over the world. You can be a part of spreading the message around the world by going to bayshore.online and clicking give. For all things Bayshore, visit bayshore.online to find out what your next step may be. You can subscribe right here and share this podcast with your friends and family. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.